This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But I, the fact is, a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially as you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing? In order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Special Edition, The Tick. Welcome to iFanboy Special Edition, The Tick. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello, Connor. And, and Ryan Haupt. Spoon! We took the Animation Brain Trust and merged it with the Netflix Brain Trust to create the Amazon Brain Trust. Oh, there's a thing now. Now we got an Amazon Brain Trust. <laughs> Tick was animated at one point, so I feel qualified. Should we acknowledge the fact that Josh is sitting in the room silently watching us? <laughs> I try to acknowledge that whenever it happens, which is more often than you would think. So Josh has not seen the tick, right, Josh? No. Okay, so he's just going to play along. I've never seen any tick. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Hold on. You're, you're jumping the gun. Uh, you I'm, not, I'm not an active participant. Josh has already <laughs> derailed the show two minutes in. So the tick is a six-episode series on Amazon, and it is the second, li if you can believe it, the second live-action tick series. The third, uh, the, the first third, one, the third TV series in all, because there was the cartoon. Yes, there was also yeah. a cartoon. The last series starring Patrick Warburton as the Tick. This one, however, uh, features Peter Serafinowicz as the Tick and Griffin Newman as Arthur, and and, uh, and and Jackie Earl Haley as the Terror. Right. So before we get into talking about a quick spoiler warning, if you haven't seen the show, there'll be spoilers, obviously. So pause the show, come back. Before we get into this series, guys, um, what is your history with the Tick as a IP? Ryan, why don't you tell us your history of the Tick? Ryan, you're a child. I remember that it existed. Okay, so the the TV series was 2001. The animated one. The live action one with with Patrick Warburton that was 2001, and it and it uh, didn't last that long. It did nine episodes. Yeah, which are also on Amazon streaming. I considered watching a few of them, but I didn't. Interesting note about that series, executive produced by Larry Charles of Seinfeld. 
the, the, here's the thing about the tech. Sense. I mean, I, I mean, I think we need to take a step back and, yes. and everyone needs to, and everyone needs to acknowledge as if I'm angry or something like that. But uh, the tick is a character that has been around comics since the eighties. 86. Uh, 86. It was originally the mascot of the chain of comic stores, New England comics. Yeah. And then right. from that, it got its own comics, it, it, all independent comics. Always, they were, you know, never. It was never a big. It was it wasn't a big two comic, co- you know, kind of thing or whatever. And for some reason, it is just beloved by people. And it, but I don't it, know any of those people. Ironically, and you're in New England, which is funny. Um, but no, but it came out in that mid '80s black and white boom, right? You know, like so. I always it's, put it's, the tick in the same category, not in content or in theme but the same category as ninja turtles cerebus ninja turtles you know mage mm-hmm. like a lot of the comico like the, that those 80s stuff for some reason but then the cartoon happened on the fox network and it was like a kid's show and then the patrick warburton thing happened which was just weird and then this happened which i find even weirder like i don't like i, I want to know who has it who loves the tick so much they keep developing it? That's what I want. Well, first, uh, here's the timeline. So, '86, the character was created as the mascot. '88 was when the comic came out. So he's that late '80s period. '94 yep. was the cartoon. 2001 was the sh- the Patrick Warburton version, and 2017, I guess, is the uh, current one. So you're right. I mean, it is a fairly consistent um, rhythm to this. I mean, it's every every so often, every six to ten years, you get a new tick version. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Ron. I, I don't know. know I don't know. Other than the fact that it's a comedic take on superheroes, so when superheroes are popular, it is a relatively cheap way to do a sort of sitcom with the with the allure of superhero cartoons and comics on it. Right. Yeah. Because the the thing about the tick is that it's it's a little more on the ridiculous side and the humorous side you know like it's always poked fun at superheroes and with superhero registrations and things like that so um you know it's already got a base of satire within it yeah tongue firmly planted in cheek yes so ryan didn't watch the cartoon in 94 i caught some of it but it wasn't it didn't look ron did you watch the cartoon I, I I've seen it. I, I couldn't tell you an episode or like I never I didn't I didn't follow it. Let's just it was say. around the same time that the X-Men animated show was happening, right? It was. Yeah, it was during that big. It was that 1994, 1995 Fox kids. Bat, Batman, yeah. tick. Batman, X-Men, the tick. Josh, Weird. did you watch the tick? No. OK, OK. Back around again for the Patrick Warburton version. I remember seeing a couple of episodes of it, but not being like a guy who watched it or could tell you anything about it. Never watched an episode of it. I'm guessing this is just going to be consistent across the board. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah I mean, we don't have to go through each person's any. story to be like, nope, what, not me. What, what about what, you? What, nope. What's really funny about the 2001 one is that, so it came out in November. <laughs> it came out in November, 2001. The 2001 tick. There's a there's yeah. obelisk. There's a but the but coming out in November 8, 2001, not a great time for lighthearted television, right? It was, no. yeah, it was no. you know, but uh, the first episode was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Which well, is, yeah, he's a he's exactly producer, producer on this. right? Yeah, he did. So he did he's the guy. Yeah, you just Maybe. wondered who keeps bringing it back, and it's Sonnenfeld going. I I know I can make this work. Well, no, no, because this one was was mainly done. Sonnenfeld, really, I, I think, did he do the first one? Sonnenfeld oh, did the first episode of two thousand one. The first Wally Fister did the first two episodes of oh, uh, right. of this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but what I find amazing is that Ben Edlund, the creator of the Tick, 
wrote the first two episodes of this Amazon one. Like he's been involved. He wrote the first episode of the 2001 one. Like the creator is still involved very closely with it. I think that's that's amazing. Like good job on him. Well, he's well, he's, I mean, he's been working as a he's been working as a as a TV yeah. writer. I mean, he's, he's, he shit. writes on Gotham. I think he's a producer on Gotham that's as well. Right. He's he's also, two episodes of Firefly. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 been working regularly. Clone Wars, Gotham, uh, Angel. I mean, yeah. Good job. Good job, Ben Endland. Well, so isn't isn't Wally Fister the director of photography for all the Batman, the Nolan Batman films? Oh, look at Ryan dropping some knowledge. Right. I mean, I don't have a degree in communications, but did you ask that question and not know the answer? He was. He's correct. He is correct. He, he, he was the cinematographer for Memento, Insomnia. Yeah, he's Bat- been with Nolan Batman. for for a yeah. while. And- recently struck out to direct things himself and so i thought that was kind of interesting that like the guy who worked with nolan closely on the batman films now is directing a satire of i mean this felt more like a watchman than a batman satire but yeah it's still still an interesting so are we talking about everything but the show to avoid talking about the show no i think we're giving we're laying we're we're situating the listener we're we're giving uh background i'm ready to talk about the show uh i i started off like Okay, so to give additional background, <laughs> I have the the I fan base. Many of you out there have tweeted at us, emailed us. Many of you wanted this show, uh, Connor. We were not planning on doing this show. No, no, no plans. Because I, I have no, I have no history with the tick. I have no fi- right. affiliation for the tick. But the thing no was, per per our, per our loose loose rule, it is comics related, and that's what sure. we do, right? That's our mandate. That's that's what that's our platform. It is so what you're about. about. It's, it's what we're about. It's, it's what we, we stand for. It's what we stand. Yeah. It's who we are. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, so so enough of you asked for it, and so I said, Connor, I'm like, you want to do the tick? And Connor's like, I don't know. Then one day, Connor's like, I'm watching the first episode of the tick. I'm like, all right, it's on. And I went into this watching it like very reluctant. And by the sixth episode, I I found myself enamored with it and really enjoyed it. Okay, I liked it better as it went along, Ryan. Uh, I liked it at first, dipped a little, but then liked it by the end. Yeah, I, I feel like um, two two observations about this. Uh, it's really about Arthur. Mm-hmm. Well, this this is this is what I was I was hoping somebody watched the other ones because <laughs> Arthur's the main character in this this version of it, and I thought it, the most interesting part to me was the very beginning, the first episode or two, in which we weren't even quite sure the tick was real. Right uh, or if he was a, if he was a figment of Arthur's imagination, yeah. Um, and and then when that went away so soon, I thought that was a mis- not a mistake, but I was kind of bummed because I liked that I liked that aspect but, of but it. What's, what's, yeah, well, well, so here's the arc that I had with it was yeah, I agree with you. Like the first two or three episodes, the first yeah, I think two or three. I think it was two. It didn't last. I that think long. it was two. Yeah, yeah, because you you got you it was, once his sister met him. That that was the first time somebody else acknowledged. Right, yeah, you weren't sure if he existed. You weren't sure if he was real, but then in episodes three and four, you got a little more background on the tick that he didn't have any memory. He didn't know who he was, where he's from. He didn't have a home. And then I found myself by the fourth or fifth episode, like, like kind of like emotionally being attached to the character and like caring about him. Like, Oh, I just let, just let him in, let, let, like help the tick. Like he, like he needed help. Right. And so I was surprised at the, at the amount of investment I had in the tick around his mystery by like the fourth or fifth episode. That's so Amazon Amazon had a making of 
and a bonus behind the scenes. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe I can dig in a little bit here. It was two minutes long and most <laughs> of it was just clips from the show. So not super helpful, Amazon. Thank you. But um, the creator, uh, Ben Elman, did say that this is the first time that a series has focused on Arthur as the main character. Yeah. But in doing a little bit more research, I think the tick not really knowing who he is or having memory of his past is consistent with the character. Yeah, they, they, they've done that through the comics. Like the whole, the, the tick never knows where he's from and they have different origins for him. I went and looked that up because I was it's like- just like the Joker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I went and looked that up because I'm like, is this how it was in the other ones? And sure enough, it was. Um, so I, I'll disagree with you slightly. I just have a different, different take on it. I thought the tick was the least interesting character on the show. I, um, I, I don't I don't disagree with you, but I ended up really liking him. And I I really like Peter Serafinowitz. I love Serafinowitz. I think he's I think he's really kind of dull as the tick. Yeah. He's he's it's I love Patrick Warburton, so it's hard to get that memory out of my head of that particular version of a tick. I thought he was a complete blank slate until the very end in which he the tick had no discernible he, he wasn't doing any kind of discernible take on the tick as a character other than he seemed to be doing kind of an Adam West voice. Well, that, that was yeah. my comment too. Yep, same thing. He was calling Arthur Chum and it was he was doing the overly uh, righteous superhero. No, but not even that. He was he was literally doing, I think, an Adam West impersonation for I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he just didn't have any kind of discernible personality. And um so for a while i was like well the, every time the ticks on i don't really care it's the other characters i liked the lint character a lot the, the bad yep, guy great yep Overkill, i really loved Overkill her good. i really loved her ex-husband i yeah. love the fact they lived together i love the fact that he was a man bun dude bro kind of guy and yeah i know i love that every um, time she was in his in their apartment it was either 311 or sublime was playing and i was like <laughs> i know exactly who this guy is at, at, one, point, at one point everything at one, i need to know at one point he had a t-shirt that said kombucha I loved everything about that. Um, he also had a t-shirt. Of, he had one of the, this is what a feminist looks like t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that th there was a lot. I laughed out loud a bunch of times in the, uh, in all these. I would episodes. say at least, at least each episode had a really good laugh out loud line. And, and a lot of those moments were not related to the story or the action, but more related to like a deep, deep reference word like they did a lot of wordplay like the the script is really snappy but at one point so they 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 team up arthur and the tick team up with uh overkill who is like a punisher like what you know villain and they they capture the bad guy and they're trying to get information out of him and overkill gives him an injection and arthur says what did you just give him he goes i gave him sodium amberthesin Right. And I just laughed and like it happens so fast. And, I, and like and then later on, uh, I think in the last episode when the tick is eating the rice dish at the bodega and he, he says, Arthur, yes. Arthur, do you want some Tupac Latifah? Like, just like Well, but the, I loved the earlier version where the older woman tells him how to pronounce it. And he just laughs at her foreign word. And he goes, let's just call it rice. <laughs> like there was um, a lot of there was a lot of witty wordplay and stuff like that. That like got a me. Benestrated yeah. feline. Yeah. So I think Ryan is 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 correct. It's and it's maybe it's because Jackie Earl Haley's in it, but it is kind of a Watchmen Eve mystery in that uh, it's all about this character called the Terror, who uh, was like the main bad guy, the main supervillain who killed Arthur's parents when he was younger, or his father, and uh, he's thought to have been killed. And the whole question for the entire series is: is he actually alive, running things behind the scenes, or not? And uh, that's revealed at the end. 
and, and, and he was great. I thought he was as that that villain. I thought he was great from yeah. the from the flashback of when we see Arthur. I mean, so Arthur's origin story is that his favorite superheroes crashed and died, and it while they did that, they crash landed on his dad. And so not yeah. only did he see his favorite heroes get killed by the villain, but they killed his dad. Um, and There's also like a weird Christian version of the Fantastic Four. Yes. Not yeah. weird because they were Christian, just weird because it was like a weird mix of powers and names. And yeah. yeah but um, but Jackie Earl Haley, I thought was great as the terror. And it was, and I thought they played that really well. They played the idea of, is he alive in Arthur's memories or is he actually, so the whole, the whole premise of the episode is Arthur is, has got a crazy wall and is trying to prove that the terror is really alive and everyone thinks he's, ups, he's obsessed and, and from, you know, the trauma of losing his father from the terror, but turns out he's right. And and then he gets his hands on the, the moth suit and it's kind of his, you know, his date with destiny to become a hero and the tick is kind of cheering him on. It's a collect call with destiny, Ron. Well, that's yeah, why that's I thought perhaps they would play longer with the idea of the tick being a figment of his imagination because that was, that plays into his obsession. You know, yeah. what, was he conjuring the tick as a way to deal with his obsession with the terror, but they didn't really last too long. And that, that, was, so that, was probably, that was probably the right direction to go in. Like the first two episodes, you really didn't know. They, they played that up really strongly. Yeah. Um, and then, the, of course, in the background, there's also another character. So the first superhero character who is... Superion. Superion, who so had they, a tear in his him, costume in the last episode. So he they, they did the whole Tunguska thing, which is a thing yeah. comic writers and, I guess, TV writers love doing with the, the 1908 Siberian connection. And the thing that killed me, and I know this is something that comes up, but as a geologist or a scientist, the weird alien thing that they have like floating down out of the sky, that's just bismuth. If you just look up the the mineral bismuth, B-I-S-M-U-T-H, that's just what they, they animated and had explode. It's not an alien thing. It, it happens right here on Earth. <laughs> All right. And there you go. So- science buzzkill. Pepto-bismol. <laughs> um, so- that's, it's in Pepto-bismol, correct. I know. Well, so they're setting him up, um, I guess, as a second well, season a villain. Dr. Manhattan type. Because the the whole pro- the whole premise of the moth suit is it was designed to f- to fight off uh, aliens or or it's it, the big mystery. Their big reveal was that was that it was meant for alien uh, to fight aliens, and he's the only alien that we know of, at least. Nice. Which almost uh, makes the terror an Ozymandias type. It's yes. the, the Watchmen parallels, aside from the fact that Jackie Earl Haley is the uh, actor in common, are quite staggering. Actually, it's uh, it, it is very laying the groundwork for a Watchmen like story. But I mean, you yourself, Ron, were saying like did the first comics came out in 1986. I don't know how closely these hue to the comics, but it doesn't oh, surprise 88. me. 88, 88, 88. in a, po- a post Watchmen world, right? Yeah, so. so it wouldn't surprise me if, if they were hewing to that. I mean, you got the whole 28th Amendment thing, which I don't remember the name of the law in the Watchmen that prevents superheroes from operating, but you had sort of a similar like legal governmental framework behind things. It's uh, it's it, there's there's more than a passing resemblance. Yeah. I li- I did like that joke where they couldn't force him to reveal reveal his identity because there was a, a constitutional amendment protecting superheroes from revealing their identities, um, and that the bureaucracy w- was so la- labyrinthian that they could he could just fake it. Yeah, they just that, go, that, uh. they, they, we did get the classic. What is your identification number? And he's like one <laughs> nine. 
11? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I, like I said, I started off not really wanting to watch it. I started off kind of eye rolly and I'm like, well, yeah. Sarah Finnewitz is, is in it and that'll be amusing. And, and by the end of it, I mean, we, we enjoyed watching it. And then like, now I'm like, Ooh, when, when, when are we going to get more? Like, so. Are we going to get more? Yeah. So the, we'll the find, we'll, if Amazon's algorithm says so, we'll get more. True. Well, um, uh, supposedly they ordered twelve episodes total. Okay. I mean, this is the first five, so you know, hopefully. Because it kind of, I mean, not to spoil. I mean, I guess spoiler warning. We didn't give a. Did we give a spoiler warning? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Okay. It ends on a cliffhanger, which did annoy me. Oh, I like that. All right. Well, I mean, that's. I don't mind it. That's how. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how they get you to watch season two. <laughs> so all right so so ratings 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 <laughs> see the, the best part about doing it this way is i can see ryan roll his eyes at me which previously <laughs> i couldn't see before um ratings i'm gonna give it a 3.5 all right oh, ryan sh- on a scale I, of one to five i was thinking in terms of grades i was gonna give it a, a letter grade okay hang on what would well Three Ron, while Ryan thinks about two, it. Five. Does the animation brain trust use letter grades? We don't grade things. We don't grade we things. Don't gra- don't grade we rank things. things. We write, we slot them into the ranking of all previously animated things. I also don't listen to those shows. Um, <laughs> that hurts. Let's uh, be deep, Ron. There's only so much. I give this a four. So four, 3.5, and 3.25? Yes. Yeah. Sticking with it. Yes. I will... Yeah, I mean, I'll keep my eye out for it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm, 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 I like, I will actively like when it comes out, watch it immediately. I, and I want to thank the iFan base for making me watch it. I enjoyed it. That was fun. Footnotes. I have a question. Okay. Do we know yes. why they changed the costume after the pilot? Other than mm-hmm. the costume in the pilot looks stupid. My guess is that there was a gap in the production. Right. Because I know that Amazon, they shoot the pilot and then they release the pilot and then people vote on it. Then they shoot the whole series. So my guess is that, and then the pilot came out a year ago now. So my guess is that time passed. Um, that's um, probably that's probably why. I really yeah. like Danger Boat. We'll that da- Danger Boat was great. Danger Boat was voiced by Alan Tydek. Oh, was it really? Man, yeah. he's just your go-to sassy AI sidekick now, isn't he? Exactly. Or Chicken in <laughs> Moana. Um, <laughs> I like when the Danger Boat called him out on being Travis Pickle. That was hilarious. Danger Boat was actually one of the highlights. We didn't even touch on that. Danger Boat. That's why I'm trying to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. That was very, very good. Um, uh, Fun fact or footnote, they filmed the majority of this show in my neighborhood. And it is, is it supposed to be set in New York or is it supposed to be set in one of those nameless? No, it's in, in the comics and the other shows. It's always been the city. Yeah, it's and I, yeah, and so I think I think they're sticking with that. But there were several. I mean, they clearly they shot in New York, but there were several scenes where we were watching it. We're like, "Yep, that's right down the road." That, that's well, it's also the the exactly. roller derby girls were wearing the roller derby jersey for New York City. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the Gotham, Gotham girls. But but then there were there were other references to the city. Like there were places that aren't places in New York. So I think that they needed a spot. So they just made up a location. But. Majority of it was shot on the Queen side of the river, not on Manhattan. So I really loved it when uh, when the terror was telling Miss um, Lint what he'd been up to, and his quick addendum, which they teased in earlier episodes. There'd been earlier episodes with news reports about all the bees dying, and he just went as an addendum. Oh yeah, I'd be killing the bees. <laughs> they did. They did plant a lot of like jokes and you know, refer. And also, the there was the the very large man never got resolved. That's a good point. 
Yeah. So the, clearly it's going to come back for a season two or more of this. So, yeah. Well, right. not clearly. I mean, they have to get the viewers, but hope they have, they're, they're, they're planting a lot for the second season. So hopefully yeah, they, they does come back. Can if we you also... watch the tick and you have thoughts? Stop adding thoughts. I have one more. One more. I would like to retire uh, any version of Where Is My Mind to tag a possible imaginary friend in your life. Uh, this is yeah. the time it's happened in popular culture. It's played out. It's over. Pick a new song. The end. I can get behind that. All right. All right, Connor, take us out. Any more, any more, any more PSs, Ryan? No, thanks. If you want to talk about The Tick or you watch The Tick, you have any thoughts, you can go to ifanboy.com. There'll be a post for this show. You can tell us what you thought of The Tick. Uh, a lot of you have been asking for it, so hopefully some of you will tell us. Uh, and then we'll be back and with our next special edition show. Well, Ryan and I will be talking with Paul about Batman and Harley Quinn this very week. And then in two weeks, I believe, guys, is Thor Ragnarok, if I'm not mistaken. In two weeks? Two weeks? I believe it's, I believe it's in three no. weeks. No. That's in November. This is the yeah. first week of November. Two Man, weeks. First week, first week of October. November. 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 Oh, God. You almost gave me a heart attack. Six weeks. Uh, there's something in two weeks, but I'm not in front of my calendar. So I don't oh, know no. Kingsman. Is. Kingsman's in two weeks. Kingsman's in two weeks. That's what I'm thinking of. Kingsman. That's what it is. So. Kingsman 2. Kingsman. Electric Boogaloo. All right. So until then, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. And I'm Ryan. And that was Josh. My mic's been on mute the whole time.